I just want to take a couple of minutes to talk about one of the sponsors of our podcast, and that is 503 Sports. 503 Sports is a site very well known for their throwback merchandise for a multitude of leagues, whether it be, for example, the World League of American Football, the World Football League, or in our case, the Arena Football League. I mean, if you're looking for any type of throwback merchandise from those teams that don't exist anymore, whether it be shirts, caps, customizable jerseys that you can get your own name and number, Detroit Drive, San Jose Sabercats, what? They're the place that has them. And just for our listeners of the podcast, they have a special offer just for you. If you use the promo code ARENAFAN, when you check out, you'll get 10% off your very first order. So head over to 503-sports.com, use the promo code ARENAFAN, get 10% off, and you want to thank them for being a sponsor of AFL Tonight. And welcome to AFL Tonight, ArenaFan.com's weekly look at everything arena football. I am your host, Tim Capper, along with my beautiful and handsome co-hosts, John Stark. Why, thank you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and Ben, uh, I shot the Rocky Mountains fraternale. He called me beautiful. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> do you want to mint julep? I do, sir. I do. <laughs> Mr. Tim. Welcome, everybody, to the regular season <laughs> premiere uh, for the 2019 season. Guys, uh, it's finally here. Kickoff is coming up, and the games are going to count. We actually have some, we can actually talk about some news that actually is going to mean a little bit more than it did in the preseason, but we're, we've gotten past free agency. We're getting into the regular season. You guys stoked? I'm absolutely freaking riptide rushed, excited out of my mind right now. I can't believe how few days we are away. I can't believe, you know, the off season ended so many months ago. It feels like it was just the other day we were wrapping up and crying in each other's arms that the season <laughs> ended. And now we're back and I'm Don't I'm tell absolutely anybody pumped. that we were spooning. Oops. Well, oh yeah, well the spooning thing I was going to admit, but And by the way, you said you're so stoked that you actually use two Arena Football League names, team names in your in your comment. Well, that's sort of the intent. Yeah. Tied and rushed. <laughs> exactly. I'm such a nerd. Oh, oh man. No, yeah. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. John, nah, man. Ben, I, I ben mean, said it pretty well, though. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. And I can't believe the, I mean, we're two days away, really. Yeah. It, it's, it's wild. It came in, off season came and went pretty quickly. Like preseason went, I don't even know where the time went. And I just I can't believe we'll be in Albany in in a couple of days. It was also like a good off season. It wasn't one of those we've had sort of Albany, of late yeah. that were sort of like sorrowful and quiet mm-hmm. and nerve wracking. It was like, hey, good news. Oh, more good news. Oh, okay, some additional good news. Like generally, that was the pace. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. Got, you're right. Yeah, and we got some supposedly some uh, announcements coming up on Thursday, as was mentioned by Commissioner Bo. He was on an interview tonight. And supposedly uh, a few of them are coming up over the next, you know, Thursday, and then he said next, early next week. So I'm, I'm sure that's it's the, to- the topic we are talking about tonight. Also, want to let everybody know that we are going to be speaking with uh, one of the uh, br- part, one of the per- pe- people. Good lord, one of the persons involved in the broadcast teams this year for the AFL, the goat himself, Cedric Bonner. And we'll be talking with him very shortly. Um, let's get to the news, guys. 
Um, the biggest news of the week, obviously, that just came over the wire over the past few days is DraftKings. Now, this is something that has been in the works by what seems like forever. Uh, you know, the league has been had had the DraftKings logo on their front page <laughs> for uh, probably more than a year. Yeah. Um, oh, it, yeah. I mean, last season I had pictures of the yeah, we took pictures of the the uprights yeah. in the end zone. Oh, right. They, they had, had the logos in the. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, but it's, it was, it's finally official that they are now going to be bettable, bettable, let's take a some bettable uh, game, multiple games on the DraftKings platform. And this is, I think, one of the, one of the goals that the league was trying to finally get to. And it came to fruition. Uh, finally hearing that it's here and now, and we can bet our, to our heart's content. Uh, How does it make you feel, Ben? I feel, uh, I still feel a bit, I mean, first of all, it's very cool to see. I think that's the first thing. The first thing is, as a, a fan of the Arena Football League for essentially my entire life, there's been waves of seeing the name Arena Football League associated with a national brand or a national thing that people know. You mentioned DraftKings, people know that. And so it's very cool to see the Arena Football League on this website. I think that's like, Maybe the number one thing for me is just seeing it on a thing that people know. And it's been a while since we've really had that. And the second thing is sort of what I've been saying, which I'm really curious how this is actually going to manifest in a positive way for the AFL and be an impactful thing for local teams and actually pay dividends for the league as a single entity organization. But in general, it's obviously a positive thing. So I'm just like excited about it. John? Yeah, I'm excited about it. It is positive. I like playing uh, fantasy football for the NFL in the you know in the fall, and, and this is exciting for me because we've also played the uh, Arena Fantasy uh, on ArenaFan.com for quite some years, and that, that's a lot of fun too. So I'm excited to have a real dedicated stats team at DraftKings and have depth charts, and we're gonna have news and updates and if the, or if the player's questionable i mean the list is going to go on and i i think i think that's fun it it should be very interesting i mean the league really hasn't had anything like this since the since the sandbox days uh then that was just a a general fantasy game that was uh that was available to the fans so we're going back to the you know the early 2000s um so i i think it's cool I mean, it's. I, I'm curious to know. I'm curious to know when it comes to the stats and and stuff like that. I mean, I want them to be able to keep up because obviously the league does really have a lot to lose if you think about it. You think? Yeah. Um. And, and it's just making sure that the stats are correct, making sure right. that in game, uh, for, for those who do watch in game, are are able to see the stuff as it happens. True. Um, you know, I'm I'm curious to know how the stats teams and DraftKings are going to be connected when it comes to this type of thing. So it's I, I mean, as I said, I'm I'm all for it. I've seen it before in other in other leagues that I like. I know the CFL has had it for two years, and it it's done well. I'm hoping it does just as well because it was a huge coup for them. It, it's, it's obviously a huge coup for the AFL. It's just a matter. It needs to because sandbox and Ben and you can mention. Yeah, <laughs> sandbox just was not. Uh, 
it wasn't up to standards. No. And and to something you said actually uh, just before, which is that the AFL has a lot to lose, I didn't really think of that, but it, it kind of does. And something we were talking about the other day, which is that the league is now saying, okay, here everybody in the U.S. can use DraftKings Arena Football. That means that every single person who plays this game needs to have access to the games. So that goes outside of DraftKings too. There was a time when we thought DraftKings was going to show the games and stream them. Maybe that will happen one day. But the reason we thought that was because if you're going to try to attract customers that are possibly even out of market customers to be betting on the games, they have to know what's going on and presumably they have to be able to watch them. So I think hopefully one of the announcements we see in the coming days is that there is some sort of uh, streaming platform on which every single game will be available for free. Otherwise, I don't know how you're going to engage people on DraftKings because if they can't see the games, they're not going to care. Yeah, I saw an announcement uh, today, or not an announcement, but I saw today that uh, all three games this weekend are going to be available on the Monumental Sports Network. Now, you know, that's a complimentary service if you're a a paying season ticket holder, but... I don't know what the cost is right now if you're not. And, and like you're saying, are people going to want to watch it for free or pay for it? And when yeah. I was at the uniform reveal, spoke with a couple of the league officials, you know, the head guys like uh, the commissioner and the president. And they they told me that, you know, AFL now is not going to be abandoned. So. Oh. These people, yeah. So, so you know, <laughs> hopefully we get this announcement soon uh, about a complete, a complete way to watch the yeah, season right. and, and a definitive schedule. And it would be great that way we could have a better commitment from people willing to gamble. Exactly. I'm hoping that, I, and I always saw that the the AFL Now platform was you. It re- really went hand in hand with with Facebook Live. That's basically what it was. So, well, not really. I mean, it was a pay to it was a paid service. So, like, the, I think the thing that is nice about like Facebook Watch sorry, is yeah, that Facebook it is, Watch, yeah. yeah, it is like an incredibly accessible thing. To me, you're either offering your games via Facebook Watch or you're offering them via YouTube Live. And if you're doing and, and anything else is going to be more niche. Like, if you have a game on Twitter, no one's going to be able to find those games. We saw that happen already. Yeah, um, that was if you're going to have a proprietary OTT platform, which the AFL talked about for a long time, which became AFL Now, which was not a very accessible platform that people had to pay for, you know, that's not really going to work either. So I hope that they commit to one of these sort of wider availability platforms like YouTube or Facebook. It seems from the other news that's come across the wire through just in trickles, um, you know, it seems that most of the teams are going to be on TV. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, and it looks like a lot of yeah, yeah. exactly, can be regional. But you got to admit, though, with the way that television packages are these days, whether you still have whether you still have cable or or satellite, or you've cut the cord, a lot of the stuff is a lot of these local stations are still available depending on the package that you have. So you know, if if the rumors are that that we've heard for a while about a national provider. Whether it be you know whether it be a TNN or whether it be a, you know NBC Sports Network, a TNT, a ESPN Plus, whatever it is, at least you know it will be on a national on a national broadcaster. But I'm curious to know how that terminology, national broadcaster, will be explained once we hear what the actual announcement is. Yeah, what does that mean anymore? It's like I, not necessarily televised. Yeah, and it's almost trending for me personally. 
that we may see at NBC Sports Network because we're already seeing uh, these games are going to be on the NBC Sports regional networks like the Washington and the Philadelphia Plus. So will this be be national? uh, Yeah, Albany's doing their local my station and whatnot. So I saw Columbus. uh, I saw something on Twitter. Columbus is going to be doing that as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Keep 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 your eyes peeled. Oh, for that's news. right. Yes, the, yeah. the, the tweet, the 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 nonchalant tweet from uh, <laughs> from, the, from the COO of the of the uh, of the destroyers. Yes, there you yes. go. That was it. That was it. Yep. Okay. All right. So, um, it it'll be interesting. Um, you know, obviously with the additions of of DraftKings and stuff like that, we're gonna we're in, we're we're gonna get to it after the interview, but we're gonna introduce a new segment and uh, uh, besides our what were our, our reviews or our previews of the games we we're gonna we we're gonna go head to head so to, in the afl league uh in our sorry in the arena fan league if by the way if you do want to be a part of our DraftKings arenafan.com uh free league uh you can do one of two things you can either email me at tim.capper at arenafan.com and i'll give you the invite or you can head over to our message boards and there are uh there are two threads One's in the main AFL section, and then there's a small tidbit uh, in the uh, in the quick play th- uh, section, and you can go from there, and we'll we'll send it to you there. The, the invite from there, if need me. So you know, come and join us. Come and join us. No matter where you're playing, come and join us. Um, other than that, I mean, we had uh, the release yesterday of not only of the gorgeous. Uh, Valor Rings, which we're going to talk about uh, real quick. We also had a third team with a third jersey that was being produced by Phenom Elite. Um, what do you guys think of the basically all-black military? Look like it could be a military uh, Appreciation Day uniform for the Philadelphia Soul that that seemed to come out of nowhere. But uh, what do you what do you guys think of that? It's not as bad <laughs> as the other <laughs> ones, which I previously given an F. Um, but however, the thing that I'll say about that is that the soul have a pretty rough tradition of very gaudy military appreciation uniforms, uh, with like number fonts that are not intended to be number fonts for jerseys and patterns that look like absolutely insane with colors that don't match. So they sort of already had this long story tradition of insane military appreciation jerseys. And this one compared to the other jerseys that have been released actually isn't as crazy which is amazing because usually that was the crazy jersey now it's the normal one so if they replaced usa with soul i could see this being a viable alt soul's there by the way i don't know if you noticed it it's up is it, it, it on it's it's up on the uh up near the collar it looks like it, it's a an uh like a nameplate would be on an army uniform uh well, that's actually very cool yeah i'm curious when oh yeah gonna... i see what you mean I'm curious when they're going to wear these because they don't have a home game um, oh, on Memorial yeah. Day weekend or Fourth of July weekend. That's never stopped. You should know that. By I know that's. I know. Yeah, they, I know. Just be like, Today is Military Appreciation exactly. Week. Exactly. That's true. Exactly. That's true too. Fair. You know, considering what doesn't the NFL give a whole month? Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, uh, and by the way, the, my only comment on them is, uh, you know, yes, the Soul logo isn't on it as much. It has a little bit of. of a uh, uh, soul-colored camo. Uh, I'm just going to wonder what it's like to actually try to read those numbers from Press Row. Yeah, those are not going to be the easiest things. To that'll see. be uh, that'll be hella tight. Good so, luck. Yeah. 
Um, and lastly, before we get to our interview with said, uh, John, I have to ask you, because I just saw it yesterday, and Ben, obviously, um, could the Valor have made any nicer rings? Holy crap. So cool. No, not at all. Those are nearly on par with the Washington Capitals Stanley Cup playoff rings. They're amazing. These these Valor rings are amazing. They're really nice. Yeah. I mean from from top to bottom, I mean it's you know, so you don't put the you know what? I saw yeah, I think it was a comment that you sent me. <laughs> so what do they don't put the their record on there? They won the championship. That's all that matters. And the last know, ring yeah. with the old logo on it. Yeah, that's true to hey, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's good on point. there. You're right. So I'm I'm curious. Uh, I said it's made by Jostens. They were seem to be very well done. Um, it makes I think the question's already gone out, and I'm sure you're wondering too, John, as a as a Valor season ticket holder, uh, you're going to be getting a replica ring. <laughs> yeah, I've already reached out, and the <laughs> response I got was, I don't know yet. So um, I will keep you posted as well as all the listeners and we'll see what happens that that's cool so we're gonna get to our interview with uh set right now find out what he thinks about the upcoming season and when we get back we got a lot more to talk about and on the line with us now is the gentleman who knows so much about the arena football league he's been a player he's been a broadcaster and he's gonna continuing to be a broadcaster this season in 2019 we want to find out what he thinks about the upcoming season mr sid bonner Hey, Sid, thanks for joining us. Cap, I appreciate the time, man. Thanks. You forgot I coached in this league, too, so I know. Oh, that's I right. It as well. That's right. I coached. That's right. How dare Chicago I? Chicago 2011. How dare I forget? <laughs> and, of course, we would lose to my team, the Arizona Rattlers, in the semifinals that year. We should have beat them. We should have been in the, the Arena Bowl that year, but it didn't work out for us. Yeah. Um, we are coming up, uh, uh, we would consider that this off season was not as bad as the 2018 off season because of the, the whole CBA negotiation stuff last year. Um, and we're coming off of a season where a very unexpected team ended up being the arena bowl champion, but heading into 2019 said we have two new teams under, uh, within the league itself at Columbus and Atlantic city. Um, what do you see as so far as your opinion on what's going to be happening this season in the, in the arena football league. Uh, I, I really, and, and truly expect it to be competitive uh, throughout. You've got a, a bunch of great coaches that understand the game I, that have experience in the game that really know how to get things together. You look at the Atlantic city roster and, and, and who their coach is, Ron James. Uh, that's, this is roughly a third of the Tampa Bay team that was in the arena bowl two years ago in 2017 that he coached. So he's very familiar with all those guys. They have a good understanding. I think Matt Sock is, is a, is a great coach there at Columbus. He's going to do a great job offensively getting them going. Clay Harrell knows what's going on. They've got some talented players. They were able to lure the, the, the amazing captain Morgan out of retirement. Um, they, they've got some players as well. It's going to be a competitive year, a fun year, and I think this game um, is taking some, some some great strides in the right direction. How is it with Washington? You know, you know, last year Washington didn't start off very well, but then they switched over to Coach Benji and was able to get Arvell Nelson under center. Um, uh, how different is it for the Valor this year? Just not not necessarily being the defending Arena Bowl champions, but just how they're going to be starting off this year roster-wise and coach-wise compared to 2018. Well, the one, one huge difference, uh, when I look at their roster, 
the, the biggest difference for me is Benji doesn't have Shane Stafford calling plays. Because to me, that was what really settled that team down. Um, you know, they've got to figure out who's going to be the play caller. They've got all the talent there that they had. And, and this is a team that even before they start winning, uh, down the stretch, when Arbel got into town, they were competitive in every game. Everything just started clicking the right way. Things were being done the right way. Um, it just goes to show how much a change can help out at times when, when the right one's made at the right time. And I think Benji and the rest of these guys, as they were able to get their rings yesterday um, and put them on, wear them with pride, and they understand that the target's on their back now. There's no more sneak it up or, or whatever. You're the champs. The, the, the season wasn't what you wanted it to be, but you finished off the right way. Now, how do you start out out of the gates this year with a target on your back? That's going to be interesting to see. How do you think that the team's going to uh, – how, how are they going to look, considering that they – as you said, they don't have Shane Stafford as their OC, but yet it seemed that what Coach Benji was able to do with Arvell Nelson kind of changed how the Arena League was played, especially – uh, especially with less than three minutes left on the clock, whether it be the first half or the second half, they really took advantage of the being able to kneel down rule. Has Coach Benji really changed arena football with with uh, uh, going forward with with what he's with the game and uh, how he changed it with uh, with Arvell? No, I, I don't think so. I think I think that what he's able to do or what he was able to do is use Arvell's leg and really put him in position to make plays with his legs and attack the defense in a bunch of different ways. Um, Arvell's still an accurate thrower of the football, but his strength lies when he can get outside the pocket and run and be physical. Uh, now, the question is, as big and as strong as Arvell is, can you go through 12 weeks of that pounding on your body Yeah, and still getting up play after play? And he's one of the most durable dudes I've ever seen. I mean, he is a big physical specimen that really understands um, how to get down when he has to, how to make a play when he has to, love everything about Arvell's game. I was really, really happy for him because uh, being around him, around the league since he's been in, um, for him to get his shot and really come in being the man and be able to come back this year being the man uh, after putting a title and a ring on his finger, uh, that's, that's impressive. We'll see if he's able to hold up for a first season. Now, the Albany Empire were one of the teams that really got um, really a lot. Were one of the teams that lost quite most players uh, from last year's squad. Um, One of the big ones, obviously, being Joe Hills, who went over to Baltimore. Um, How does the Empire look going forward to 2019? Um, Is Quentin Sims uh, one of the guys to help replace Joe Hills? Obviously, with them getting Malachi Jones back is huge, but. is it gonna? Is Joe Hills being in Baltimore really gonna make that much of a difference for the Albany Empire? I, I think you know, anytime you have a Joe Hills, it, it, it makes a red zone game that much easier because he is that dynamic in the red zone. Understands how to use his body, uh, knows how to go to space and create. Sees what he uh, uh, runs route against what he's looking at. That being said, when you you take uh, uh, Clinton Sims, uh, um, uh, Malachi Jones. And a guy like Colin Taylor, that's a veteran, but understands how to read routes as well and understand defenses. When you take those kind of guys and put them together, um, it's going to be tough to deal with, with Tommy Grady. I think, I think they've gotten a little faster. Um, if, if that was even possible with, with Malachi being there, but Clinton Sims can flat out fly and he's a great route runner. 
very competitive guy. Um, had a huge breakout year a couple of years ago in Cleveland. Um, last year was just one of those guys in Baltimore. They had so many guys, so many weapons that he wasn't able to really cut it loose. I think he'll be able to cut it loose. I think he and Malachi will be uh, tough to deal with. Now we're talking about uh, Joe Hills and, and one of the bigger, you know, uh, surprise signings this off season. Um, he goes to a Baltimore team that really, in my opinion, got started. They, they really started late uh, when it came to signing players during free agency. And they, I think this is a team, obviously, when you, when you lose, uh, you know, Randy Hippard, you're going to suffer a little bit. But the question is, will Joe Hills be able to make that much of a difference even while having Shane Boyd under center? Or is, or will the fans in Baltimore, unfortunately, see a team that uh, really needs to find itself within the first couple of weeks? Uh, that's, that's a really good question. But I, I spent a few days in Baltimore um, earlier this month, and I, I can tell you right now that they are flat-out loaded. They are talented. They have talent at every position. You look at their coaching staff. These guys work extremely hard. They get after it in practice. Um, Omar Smith doesn't have any, any of the half-stepping. So Shane Boyd's a veteran. He, he understands what's going on during the games. I think him coming in, being a man, being able to prepare like he's the man, he's been a backup for so long in this year, in the season, I'm happy that he's getting his opportunity. And then you, you, you throw in the fact that you have Brandon Thompson, um, Brandon Collins. Um, I mean, you have all these dynamic, Joe Hills, all these dynamic receivers uh, to go along with him. Um, Rory Nixon, you've got a great rushing attack as well. Yeah. This, this, this team is loaded. They've got a ton of talent. They're going to play great defense like they always do. Um, it's going to go as Shane Boyd goes. He's, he's capable. He can get it done, but it's going to go as Shane Boyd goes. I think Joe Hills is going to, going to be Joe Hills. He's going to be successful because he's just flat out good. He's big, strong, and he's good. Um, but you've got all those weapons around him. Uh, this, is, this is a team that can be dynamic if Shane Boyd can get off to a good start and really find his niche as being the starter. Now, obviously, one of the teams that has been one of the powerhouses in the league uh, for quite a few years now is, uh, you know, uh, is Clint Dozdale's Philadelphia Soul. Uh, this this team seems to have had the most turnover this past offseason where they have lost so many names, whether it be to, to other teams or whether they have just not come back and play in the Arena League this year. But this team, and they've just gone so young. But yet, they still have the Red Rocket. They still got the you know they still got the two Dariuses. Um, how do you see the the Philadelphia Soul, uh, you know, stacking up against the rest of the league? I, I listen. I, I've known Clint Dozell for twenty years, twenty plus years, and and there is no way this guy is not going to have this team prepared and ready to go ever. Like he is a great coach on both sides of the ball. He's got his hands on offense and defense, understand. So you talk about turnover, but, but then you look at, you talked about the two Darius. You got Aaron Washa, who was a breakout guy a year ago. They've got a couple of really young guys that kind of bring in and get some stuff going. You've got defensively Jake Metz back, Sean Daniels back being healthy. He's a year removed from having uh, eight and a half or nine and a half sacks, eight, eight tackles for loss. Missed all of last year with an injury. So this team has is, is got a ton of weapons as well. They can get done, get it done on both sides of the ball, offensive, defense. James, James Romaine at the safety spot is, is, is a guy that can 
really make things happen and get it done in the middle. Perez Jones, field corner, is a great player. This team is loaded on both sides of the ball with experience, mm-hmm. and they're breaking a few young young guys in. So I, I see Philly being right in the mix as well. And anytime you have a a, a a guaranteed future Hall of Famer as your quarterback and he can still play at a high level, a guy that had a interrupted season where he only threw for 1,700 yards a year ago, 36 touchdowns and six interceptions, he's going to want to come back. And from what I understand, he's lost 30 pounds, put, putting in a ton of work. Uh, he is ready to get after it, and I look forward to seeing him. That's my first game this weekend in Atlantic City and Philly. I'm, I'm super psyched to call that game. And we'll, we'll, I want to ask you about your, your broadcasting uh, in a couple a uh, couple of minutes here. Um, one last thing, looking overall at the league itself, um, which one? Because uh, I'm not going to ask you for a prediction because I, I know you're. You said you're a broadcaster. You're supposed to be, you know, impartial to all the teams in the league. But uh, what what teams do you think that the fans? Uh, maybe I said a couple of teams that the fans need to make sure that they look out for for the entire season. I, I would say. Number one would be Atlantic City, just because everyone thinks they're a new franchise, like a startup franchise. Um, they're going to be good. They're going to be really good. They're going to be competitive right out of the gates. Um, they've got a, a proven winner at the quarterback spot, two years removed from being the league MVP. Um, and then if something happens to him, Warren Smith has had success in this league. Uh, they've got some guys that could get it done. I would say those guys for sure. And, and also, I'd say nobody's given – really thinking about Baltimore because Randy Hibbert left and Shane Boyd. Like I said, this team really knows how to work. Um, they came up short last year, and, and I know they're trying to uh, uh, cross the T's and dot the I's and try to make sure they get back again, but those would probably be the two sleepers for me, if, if you could even call Baltimore a sleeper. Right. But I think the quarterback situation is, is what kind of makes them a sleeper, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, well, it, it does. I completely understand. It's... Um... Yeah, as I said, everybody, everybody is going to be starting off at zeros. You know, come come this Friday, and anything and anything can happen. Just like I said at the beginning of the interview, uh, just look at what Washington did. They they shocked the world. Right. So it's they they were underestimated, and look what they did. So uh, you were talking about broadcasting. Um, you know, at the end of the 2018 season, we, you know, we all learned that the contract with CBS Sports Network was not going to be renewed, and and. Uh, I know a lot of us here at AFL tonight and, you know, uh, fans across the uh, league were wondering, well, what's going to happen specifically with the guys that we love them, that we've seen on TV and are able to um, able to explain the game as it should. And we were lucky to hear that uh, there is going to be some sort of contract, which is supposed to be announced uh, according to the commissioner on Thursday uh, of this week. So we'll have more information about that. Um, but said from what I'm understanding is that, and as you referred to earlier, you are going to be a part of some sort of broadcasting within the Arena Football League this season. Is that right? That is correct. I, 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 I don't even know. I can't even say. Like I know Monumentals uh, kind of in charge of it right now, so I know there's a big announcement coming tomorrow. We we shall all find out together. I'm eagerly waiting to find <laughs> out. It's going to be awesome, though. I'm I'm excited. Well, let's hope that you're not, you know, you're not heading to Atlantic City for nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I only go to Philly. I go to Philly this week. Atlantic City next week. Oh, that's so, true. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, what you know, as as we don't know much about what's the, what the big announcement is going to be, but um, as a as a longtime broadcaster, what are you hoping for 
when it comes to uh, what the league is able to do when it comes to broadcasting, whether it be local, whether it be national, um, what is something that you as a broadcaster want to be involved with with the Arena Football League? Well, I think first and foremost, I want what's best for the league. And I think uh, national exposure is best for the league. And I think to, you know, go from four to six teams to get back to that number and, and to, to possibly be more next year, I think that's right around the corner. I, I love what's happening right now. Um, uh, Commissioner Bo and, and John Adams, the president, they're, they're doing things the right way. Um, I, I'm really excited for the future of this league because it's, it's going to grow and it's going the right direction. Um, you've got the, the CBA solidified for three more years. Um, it, it, I'm excited because it, the, there's no better league um, than this league. The, the, the players, the talent, talent on the field, um, it, it's where it all started. All these spinoff leagues, there's more power to them because it's giving guys opportunities to keep playing, but this is where the AFL, the Arena Football League, is where it all started, and I, and I want only great things for it. I I fully agree. It's, it's something where uh, when we interviewed um, uh, Coach James a, a few weeks ago or about a month ago, where he, he he said it best, where you know there are all those other leagues that are out there, but they don't play arena football. You can call yourself an arena football uh, league, but you are not the arena football league unless you have a the talent and you have the nets that are in each end zone. So it's. Yeah, it's you know bigger, hopefully bigger and better things. You know, with DraftKings coming in, and and it's it seems to be they're going in the right direction. Um, yeah, I I was I was privy to go to be able to go to Vegas um, with uh, John Adams uh, a couple weeks ago as well to to sit in on the the gambling summit. It was amazing, um, and, and just to be able to get up and speak to those guys on you know just the players and and what it's like and. It was awesome. I'm like, we've, we've, we've come this far back and we're still trending. Um, and, and, you know, just listening to guys like Jaws talk and, and I'm, I'm so excited. Like it's, it's, it's on the up, it's on the up and it's, it's going to come back and it's coming back with a vengeance and, and with the right model to stay and stick around. Yeah. I mean, who else can say that they are the second, you know, second longest running football league, uh, in the U S um, it's, you know, despite, uh, everything that has happened uh, right. over the last over the last thirty one years. So it's it's well, uh, well that that'll tell you that that'll tell you really when you really think about that how good the product is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that that tells you how good the product is, and we've got the best fans in all sports. They're diehard. They love the game, and and I think the fact that um, they're an integral part of the game is is really what draws people to this game. And I just want it to keep growing, keep spreading across the country, and and really just be what it's meant to be, which is great. Yeah. Um, lastly, I want to ask you, said, you know, if, if you were to be able to reach out to the, the fans that either are A, returning to Columbus, or B, for the new fans for Atlantic City, what would you say to them in order to say, you know what, come out to, to see a game, you're going you're gonna to love what you see. What, what, would you, what would you want to say to them? Well, first of all, just thank you for, for welcoming the destroyers back. It, it's been a long time, but I do remember playing there and it was crazy. And I got my butt ran out of the gym. It was crazy. We got beat up on in Columbus. Uh, when Doug K was a coach there, the fans are awesome. And, and I, I don't think it's going to be any different. I think they're going to be one of the top, um, attendance teams along with Albany in the league. 
because it's a football-starved part of the country. And you, you have all those fans, the, the Ohio Staters, State fans, the, the Michigan fans, all those football fans, that part of the country now get to go inside and, and watch an AFL game and pack the house like they did so many years ago when they were able to get to the Arena Bowl with, with uh, Matt Nagy as their quarterback. This is going to be fun. Um, I unfortunately have no games in Columbus. That stinks. Oh. I was excited to go there. But I'll, I'll be wishing I was there. Maybe playoffs. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what, what about the, for the new fans in Atlantic City, which will see, which seems to be going to be your uh, uh, your home away from home this season? Well, I just think you've you've just got to get um, you've got to get the word out about the Blackjacks. You, you have to. They're they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a solid team. It's going to be exciting. Um, they're going to be able to do a lot of special things on the field. And now, you know, being in that, that kind of city where there's so many other things to do, um, you've, you've got to get them in the building. If you get the people in the building and, and, and allow them to see and enjoy the game, uh, they'll come back because it's going to be that kind of explosive year for those guys. They'll come back and enjoy it. I'm, I'm excited to be able to go there pretty much every other week and enjoy Atlantic City and, and, and uh the, the the home cooking and all of it. I'm excited, man. It's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm I, I, I'm hoping so. And then once uh, you know, once I'm able to get there and see the uh, the building that is Boardwalk Hall, very unique place. I'm I'm sure it'll be a, a very interesting experience for all those that are there to see it. So, Seth, I, I learned today. Yeah. I learned today something very interesting about Boardwalk Hall that they used to play a bowl game in there in the '70s, like a hundred yard field bowl game. Really. Yes. Interesting. I was told that on a call today. It's huh. crazy. That's that's very interesting, actually. <laughs> I actually did not know that. I did not know that. that that's crazy. I stumped the capper. There you go. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, said, all I can say is, uh, obviously, we'll find out more with the, with the big announcement uh, tomorrow that the commissioner talked about. Um, we're, we're going to find out more about how you're going to be involved in the Arena Football League this season. Uh, I can say that... It seems that uh, all of our hoping and pleading and ranting on the podcast looks like it made a difference because if you are included, the league listened to the fans and uh, showed that uh, we do need to have somebody of your caliber on the mic to be able to explain the game properly. So, said I'm 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 uh, I'm looking forward to hearing you again on the on the TV, uh, hearing your voice, hearing you explain the game and. Uh, uh, when I head over to, to Atlantic City, I'll, I'll make sure that we catch up. No doubt. That'll, that'll be awesome. I look forward to it, Cap. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And we want, uh, and we want to, again, thank Sid Bonner for joining us. It's always great to have him on the show to talk about the Arena Football League and especially what's coming up for him uh, in, this, uh, uh, in this new season. Um, so it's going to be great to see him on TV once again, guys. And, uh, you know, I guess... Uh, I, I guess our, I guess my rant actually helped earlier in the season, saying that you really need to have somebody who knows what they're talking about when it comes to being a part of uh, of broadcast television for the Arena Football League, right? Well, once again, our force of will and sheer <laughs> uh, intelligence, I think, has propelled the league to do exactly what we wanted them to do, which seems to happen. I think. You know, I don't know whether it's a hive mind or whether we're being listened to intently by the powers that be, but you know, it's nice to see. I, well, I do have my uh, my aluminum helmet on, so yeah. So they, yeah. they, they at least keep that on. They can't hear me. Um, no. So, I, but I do keep keep hearing voices. I don't know what it is. It something. It, 
that's something. The fact that, uh, oh my God, wait, hold on. It's happening now. It's saying the frat likes that. What the hell? Stop <laughs> <laughs> in your head, boy. Okay. So, um, as we On mentioned in the first segment, that there are some brand new things happening with the Arena Football League this year, and um, we want to make sure that we do include uh, everything about it, uh, you know, from DK to, you know, our, our previews, et cetera, like that. So, what we're going to do is first we are going to start with um, our preview for this week's games, and then we'll get into the other stuff because. Um, we got, we, dude, guys, we got to talk about the league. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. first game is going to be on Friday, April 26th. It's going to be at 7 p.m. It is currently scheduled to be on local television uh, on uh, C, uh, sorry, NBC Sports Washington. Uh, a rematch of Arena Bowl 31, guys, as Washington travels to Baltimore to play very first game of the 2019 season. Um, based on what we've seen so far, guys, uh, how would, how would, how would we preview this game going forward, John? I think it's a, it's a, it's an arena bowl rematch to open up the season. It's, I think it's what everyone would, would want to see. Um, we got the Valor looking mostly like themselves so far from what I saw at training camp from last season when, when they won the championship. And we've talked about the Brigades roster a few times now uh, in the preseason uh, from AFL tonight. And it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. They've got, you know, Joe Hills now and Brandon Tompkins came back. Collins came back. Rory Nixon. So they've got some of their core back together. I I think the question is going to be quarterback with Shane Boyd. How well is he going to do? Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, some of these things are so different. I mean, Joe Hills... how well will Joe Hills adapt to not having Tommy Grady or not having Randy <laughs> Hippert as a quarterback? This is something brand new. Well, he played in the NAL and had, uh, well. who did he have, Joseph Schmo? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't count. Um, <laughs> you know, Joe is going into this game with his, his streak of 92 straight games with a, with a touchdown reception. So it's, uh, I, I, look at the, I look at this team and it makes me wonder, I want to see him to get to 100, but how long will it, it last? But looking at these two teams, uh, I, I, to me, it's funny. We go back in this one. Washington seems to be the better of the two teams, at least at the moment, based on just a, alone quarterbacking for for Washington. Arville changed how football was played in D.C., but also they don't have the same O.C., but I would still give them the benefit of the doubt and a little bit more of a uh, – you know, a little bit of, of an advantage. I couldn't tell you what the lines were, by the way, just to be completely transparent. The lines, even though we're taping on Wednesday, have not come out yet on all the usual places that we check. So Five Dimes does not have them out yet. Massey Ratings does not have anything up yet. So we don't can't give you what the what the lines are for the game. But uh, I, I'm I'm leaning towards the Valor in this one, um, just by the, the fact, just by looking at that the, the rosters and how much. I guess you could say how much worse Baltimore has gotten over the offseason. Ben, what about you? Yeah, I think it's actually in looking at the rosters now, it's it's pretty surreal how similar both rosters are to last season. Um, Considering two new teams were added, considering everyone was a free agent and could have shuffled freely, somehow both teams are really similar. And and that's something that I was 
that I noticed the Valor do last year, which was doubly surprising because of their unsuccessful first season, which was this is a team that brings people back. And I think we're in the third year where we may see maybe there will be positive dividends from that. And like you guys both said, the Arvell Nelson is such an obvious advantage in the in the quarterback situation because the big difference in the brigade's roster is the quarterback. So you're you're dealing with a brigade team that last year was very solid and is very similar, except it's missing Randy Hippard. So you're just subtracting Randy Hippard from this equation. And I think the result is unfortunately going to be that they could not possibly be the same caliber as a result. It's such a quarterback-driven league. Oh, no kidding. Uh, Saturday, it goes to uh, 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 basically a back-to-back uh, uh, day-night doubleheader, so to speak. Uh, 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 the Atlantic City Blackjacks play their very first game in team history, um, and they travel to one of the teams that has been uh, a, a powerhouse in the Arena Football League uh, in the past few years, the Philadelphia Soul. Uh, game looks to be at a moment tentatively broadcast over on uh, NBC Sports Plus Philadelphia. Um, ben, uh, looking at this matchup, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think um, against all odds, I guess you could say, they're, I would say the Atlantic City is a major favorite in this game. I mean, that's just, we obviously don't have any concrete lines or anything like that, but if I were to if I were to project that, I would say that Atlantic City has a very clear advantage over Philadelphia here, um, almost down the entire roster, uh, which is absolutely insane to say, you know, <laughs> that the Philadelphia Soul are, you know, are weaker at every position except maybe, you know, maybe quarterback. But uh, it's 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 interesting, and, and I can't wait to see how Philly debuts this extremely young team. You know, maybe they're all stars, and I'm going to be like, oh, well, you know, uh, I didn't know what I was talking about, but they they lost so many key pieces on defense and a couple of major offensive uh, components that, and Atlantic City just looks like uh, you know like an all star team, and with um, all the major pieces from the brigade and Storm that we've you know been fawning over. So I, I look at Atlantic City as the favorite in this game. John, yeah, absolutely, they're they're the favorite uh, on paper, especially looking at the rosters and side by side Ben you said it pretty well they're pretty much an all-star team combining the best of the brigade and best of the 2017 Tampa Bay Storm I mean there's even a couple throwback players from 2015 and 16 before um the league has restructured itself so yeah. I I'd see them I'd see them as as favorites for this game as well um, but you know Philly does have a, a good core core roster still a lot of their their vets are still together so it should still be a great game to watch no matter what happens yeah i i agree with you on that one i mean just it's it's just so strange to see so many names that used to be with the soul aren't even in the league anymore but yeah but if you do look at their at the quarterback it's still the same still the red rocket you got their two main guys back at wide receiver uh, you know, the, the two Dariuses. And so, you know, things could still be the same, but I don't know. Just so, yeah, so to say. young. Um, I like what Coach James has done in Atlantic City. You know, the Jacks, I think, are will be a powerhouse to to deal with this season. And we'll get, more to, you know, we'll get to that more when we talk about our, our picks overall for, for the 2019 season. Um, it being a, I know Coach James will have this team ready. Um, but I think a lot of people may be looking at Philadelphia and saying, you know, they may be 
not taking them very seriously just based on how young they are. I just I have a feeling Coach Dozell, at least for this game, will be able to uh, to lead them into the upset. Well, not the upset, but but beating beating Atlantic City and uh, you know sending them sending them home with a loss for their very first game uh, of their history. Ooh, so spicy pick. That's that is, a spicy meatball, that, Tim. That, that is, yeah. Uh, but man, that appreciates that. You, oh, you can't, you know, you gotta admit though, if we can, if they continuously call throughout the year, Laughing House's last name for Atlantic City, I'm gonna love this season even more. Yeah, I mean, this season's primed for huge success Tyrone on the Laughing House. Laughing House alone, love it. Yeah, love it. Huge get. Uh, and then uh, it is the uh, it is another first game. Well, uh, first game back. First game back for another team uh, after a, a quite a long hiatus. The Columbus Destroyers are going to be traveling to play the Albany Empire. Uh, that game is currently scheduled to be on locally on the, I think it's my four network in Albany. Um, but please do check our uh, our league schedule and broadcast, uh, our bro- who we identify as their broadcast partners. Uh, on over at arenafan.com for, for more information. Columbus, now, going into this game, Albany, I think, was one of the teams who lost the most players this year to all the other teams in the league. But yet they were able to, even with the loss of Joe Hills, they were, I think, in my opinion, they were able to bring in a great player in uh, Quentin Sims. So I think he, I think he's equal to, and maybe necess- if he's the guy... Next to Malachi Jones, which which is a huge get, I think they'll be okay. Columbus, I think, from what I've heard and seen, uh, defense is a little bit stronger. I got a feeling that no matter who Columbus starts at quarterback, I think they're going to be struggling just a little bit. Uh, Tommy Grady, I'm sure, will be firing on all cylinders. Uh, I see Albany winning this game by more than seven. Um, you know, they got a, a reason to play this season, especially what happened to them in game two. Of the semifinal last year to Washington, uh, so I think Albany is going to take this. And uh, again, I don't think this game will be close, but I think uh, Columbus will look good, but it won't be close. John, I'm with you. Uh, Columbus defensively looks like they'll put up a, a, a great fight, and offensively, I've got some questions there. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into it as the season progresses and see. See how things pan out for them at wide receiver. I'm excited to see Donovan Morgan back, though. That's yeah, that's awesome. Um, I like to see some Danny Southwick too. So, we'll, I mean, we'll get yeah, there. At some we still point, don't know I who's think. yeah. We still don't know who right now. Uh, Coach Sock <laughs> is being very salty and not even yeah. saying who's going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah. So, but I, I'm I'm with Albany on this matchup. Um, Quentin Sims is a huge pickup, and to have Malachi back is great for them defensively uh the backs i'm curious to see what happens this season with albany but uh the lines for albany look pretty solid ben yeah uh definitely the defensive backs for the empire are going to be the biggest question mark i mean keith as a former defensive back you know knows what he's doing but i think you know of all the players that the empire have lost which honestly the integrity of their team from last year is pretty well in place they have most of their offensive weapons besides Joe Hills. They have a lot of their key uh, defensive players, except in that defensive, you know, backfield. Um, besides, you know, they have Terrence Smith, but 
but however, I, I don't think that Columbus has the threats to actually put that those rookie DBs to the test. So you know, I, I think it's a clear clear favorite for Albany here. Um, and I, I really can't wait to see what this offense does for Columbus because right now it just doesn't look like there's going to be very much going on at all. I mean, if you have Danny Southwick as your starter, no offense to Danny, but it's just like not the same. We're not in the same conversation as as like, Tommy Grady, you know. So I, I don't see how – I really hope Columbus doesn't just lay in an, a huge egg this season. I think that's a really easy way to kill any fan base's uh, sort of – um, the goodwill that they had coming in yeah. just based on, you know, it's a comeback season. Everyone's excited to see the team again. And if they just completely suck, it's going to, that's, that, that's just bad for the league. And that's why the empire being so successful last year was such a great thing for the league. It, they became this like poster child for here's what expansion can look like. You can get a local city totally jazzed for a return. And, you know, I would love to see more cities like Columbus come back next year. So, as my, I'm rooting for them, I truly am. I just don't see how they they can bring it in at least in week one. It it makes me think it will if Grant Russell does get the start. You know, local guy Grant Russell does get the start for for the Destroyers. Um, will he will he end up becoming another Shane Carden? Because right, that's the dream. Yeah, um, it, it's we'll have to see. As I said, that's that's not looking good on offense. Is <laughs> no, not. Especially no. in the football, I mean, we know what ha- we know what happened. Like you know, until there were some major changes in DC last year, because we know how much problems that they had scoring themselves. At least in the third quarter, uh, we've had teams who can't score at all, whether it be from uh, you know from from the Vegas Outlaws or, or or the Kiss were not able to score at one point. So yeah, I we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens uh, uh, this week. Now, just as an announcement to everybody who is listening to the pod. Uh, the the entire team of AFL tonight will be in the house on Saturday in Albany. So shoot us and shoot me an email. Let us know that or shoot us yes or something over on Facebook <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> shoot us a message. Stop and, <laughs> and please us, shoot me and, and, please and shoot let us me. and let us know that uh, uh, that you'll be there and uh, maybe we can we can meet up. So. Ben, I'll shoot you with my cannon. Don't worry. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Hot dog Thank cannon. You. Here comes That's a hot brother. dog. Hot dog can- Here. Hot dog cannon or t-shirt cannon, guys? Or Canon 5D Mark IV or Canon 6D oh, Mark IV. Oh, dear God. Welcome back to the Unified Camera Podcast. Jesus. Uh, Canon. Thanks for joining us discussing the 400-millimeter telephoto lens. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, John, what do you think? I think uh, that is great, actually. We're, we're going to do... Great things with this new lens. Totally great. Tim, what do you think? I think everything I just said it was just cannon fodder for your cannon talk. Is this cannon? Uh, uh, right. Possibly. Are we, <laughs> are we Star Trek or are we Star Wars? All I know is we've lost every single listener by this point. So Tim, <laughs> Once <may> again, resume. <laughs> done that. I apologize to our listeners. Yes. Doo-doo-doo. We're sorry. The show, if you listen to, has gone off track. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> DraftKings. Something new that we want to do. It's not nothing. Something we've not really done before. So I hope this first segment goes well. And we'll, if not, we'll just improve <laughs> for it go, going forward. Um, what Either way, it's here to stay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What we're going to be doing is uh, all three of us, along with some others uh, from you, uh, the fans of Arena Fan, 
will be joining into the free Arena Fan League. As I said before in the first segment, uh, email me, tinbotcapper at arenafan.com, or, uh, or reply in the message thread, and we'll get you the, the invite to, to join, this, join in this league. But uh, we want to, first, guys, we're going to go over our, our teams, how we're able to spend our money. Now, to all caveats aside, Yes, you can make changes based off of Ross, uh, off of injury reports. So what we're talking about now may have to change, but at, as far as I know at the moment, this is what this the teams that we're going to go with for the week. Um, of course, we're going to probably rag on each other and saying you choose him after the last second. You suck! How dare you win? Um, so first, like guys, it. when you saw the prices for these for the players, what was your first thought? Too low, too high, or just right, Ben? Uh, first, I was stunned that I was just being hand tens of thousands of dollars in free <laughs> yeah. money. Uh, moments later, of course, I realized it's virtual. But but the, the salary structure is interesting. I, I think I was mostly shocked when I looked at the player pool was how small it was. Like, you, there's not really a lot to – I mean, I, maybe, maybe this will change as we go. But for right now, just do the amount of slots you have – there seem to be, and we'll, I guess we'll find this out, a very obvious group that you're probably going to pick every week. Like you're going to want to pick a couple of quarterbacks. You know, you're going to want to basically budget your salary like that. You end up, you get a lot of money. I almost wish we had lower salaries because, I, you know, I just have stars on my squad and no risks really. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think with the fifty thousand dollars that you have. And I'm sure the prices. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how the prices change going forward to week two. Yeah, for that, sure. That's the huge thing because, um, yeah, all kickers were at four grand. I think it was, it was four grand or six grand. They that's they were all the same price. Yeah, it's four. four okay, they're all at four yeah, grand. Yeah, four. And it's true. You had uh, the highest. Who was the most? I'm trying to have to go back here. The most expensive player. What was it? Was it's it, Hills, I think. I, I think yeah, it, I think Hills it is Joe Grady. Hills. I think it's Hills and Grady, if I'm not mistaken. No, actually, Grady's only $9,200. So, like, something like that just makes no sense. Why is Arvell Nelson valued higher than Tommy Grady? I mean, that doesn't make sense yet. Maybe it will in week two, but right now there's some weird stuff going on with the prices. Yeah. Um, I think one of the, the interesting things is how they uh, how it is to pick your players. Uh, your captain uh, will be – the price you got to pay is one and a half times – what he's worth, but you get also get one and a half times the points, and then everybody else is that all the fle- all the other flex players are at you know regular price, and obviously the huge difference too between our quick play game and this one was that you don't have you just have to fill up your roster, and and as you're saying, and it could just be stars, right? Unless you find one of those people who was you know you, who you think is going to be a diamond in the rough. So, anyways, before we say who our rosters are. The first question I have for you guys, John, first, what was your remaining salary? So right now, my remaining salary is $500. Interesting. Okay. Mine's $400. Yours is $400? Yep. Mine's at five also. All right. Okay. okay. So um, as of right now, as of Wednesday, as we're shooting the show, um, Ben, who is, we'll start with this, all three across the board, who is your captain? My captain, and I'm wondering if this is a mistake not to make it a quarterback, but it's currently Malachi Jones. Okay. No, no, I, th- I, see, your re- I see your reasoning. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go into that, but I'm curious what John's is. John? And you, Tim. 
My captain is Arvel Nelson. Okay, okay. interesting. Okay. Double threat, running and passing. That's actually, yes. that's actually yep. I what's funny guys is at first, I actually thought my very first captain would you believe was my kicker at first. Okay. At first. And then I was, I was looking at the Tim's trying to break the game already. Yeah, because uh, I was looking at the different prices, and my thought was, I'm going to get obviously more more out of either a wide receiver or a quarterback. Right. After all was said and done, I decided to go after switching around too. I ended up going with with Red Rocket as my captain. Mm-hmm. I, I think went, okay. I went with Dan Radabaugh. Um, I, I was just thinking of who he has at wide receiver. I could have gone with Grady, but then again, I might not have been able to choose anybody else. But, uh, John, who are your remaining flex players? Okay, I've got a bunch of wide receivers and one kicker. We've got Malachi Jones, Darius Prince, Brandon Tompkins, Kendrick Ings, and Adrian Trevino. Interesting. Ben? I, first of all, I'm, I'm struck by the decision to choose a kicker, but I'll, I'll get into that. Mine are Tommy Grady, Randy Hippard, Brandon Tompkins, Kendrick Ings, and to me, my sleeper pick, potentially huge player for this game, is Benson. Oh. Because he could score as many as six touchdowns in a game. He's just <laughs> he's well, that kind of guy. It's the same thing with Adrian Ferns, which I originally had on my roster, yeah, too. Yeah, true, yeah. Uh, wow, getting... Uh, you know what, John? He may have a head up already having two quarterbacks in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. It was like, we can do that. So why wouldn't yeah. we? Yeah, know, we can. But, and I, I think I tried to do that, but I wasn't. Anyways, I'll explain why. But my choices were Hills, Malachi Jones, Darius Prince, Kendrick Ings, and Mark Lewis. Okay, wow. So why kickers, guys? Um, Do they offer high point totals? I don't understand well, why you, you, you look at them it, in the game. What's funny is, uh, first of all, price. Right. Now, Benson was Benson was not much more than a kicker, so that's why. Yeah, to me, I think he most fullbacks are around six, if I'm not mistaken, something yeah. like that. Um, for me, it was just a matter of I was able to to choose others that I knew, especially higher priced players. And this is only week one, so this may change. So it's just it's just a matter of I want to see who. Right. And it's, look, it shows I only have 500 bucks left. So I think I went with who, who was going to give me the most most value for my money, and yeah. I mean that's like that should be the obvious thing. But we've been around the league, and we know who's going to kind of do what for the most part. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at wide receivers that are they're going to get a decent amount of points. And then with the money I have left over, I'm like, well, let me get a kicker. And we all know Adrian Trevino is pretty consistent for a very long time now. Yeah, exactly. So, that, so that's why I went with him. I thought the same thing with Lewis. That's exactly so, Oh, whoa, absolutely, Lewis. yeah. Uh, well, I think what's interesting is that the field goals only get you one point, but so do receptions. So if you're able to, uh, um, if you're, I mean, if you're able to uh, add a receiver there, even if they are, you know, a lower tier receiver and they get a few receptions a game, that's already more value than a kicker. Right. And 10 rushing yards is a point too. So that's why I'm thinking like Benson mm-hmm. might be the kind of guy you can plug in at the end there. Only $4,400. Very undervalued. You me. know, that's a very good point. I've it's, seen it's a good uh, you point, got Rory Nixon, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but then again, look at the history when it comes to getting over 10 yards a game. Yeah, so definitely like, not high. But yeah, no. But the but the risk reward is that obviously a rushing touchdown is six points. So what is the passing touchdown? I haven't looked that up yet. Passing touchdowns four, which is that's oh, like the standard fantasy. Interesting. Okay. So rushing is higher value. Um, and a recept- receiving touchdown. 
Receiving touchdown is six also. Okay. So receivers are definitely the the main the main go-to, I would think, here. Because 25 passing yards gets you one point, so that's going to be probably only like, uh, I'm terrible at math, but maybe like 10 points a game tops. Okay. All right. Uh, There's definitely some stuff we'll learn throughout the season, yeah. uh, uh, strategy-wise, and how to actually budget this. Who do you think, out of all the players, I think you, you mentioned yours already, Ben, but I mean, your uh, sleepers. You, you, I think, Ben, you said your sleeper, right? Yeah, it's definitely Michael Benson, yeah. for sure. And John, who's your sleeper out of your current My, roster? I'm, Kendrick Ings. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Same here. And, and I th- We all have Ings, right? I think so. Yeah, all right, well. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's because... Even though Ings only averaged eight point one three points last uh, points fantasy points last year, I, I think it's that number itself is very misleading. Out of yeah. all the wide receivers, that's very misleading because of where he was, how many games he played, etc., and who he was with. Having Randy Hippert as as his you know as his uh, as his general should help for sure because we always know that Randy does have one or two guys obviously that will be the it player when it comes to to, to receiving so uh, it's it's going to be interesting uh let us know we're playing the afl classic uh type of game the game starts on friday again email me at tim.capitarinafin.com or, or make a post over in the message boards and we'll give you give you the access to, to the league so good luck guys uh the good thing about this league it keeps up stats for the entire year so we'll be able to see how we go uh throughout the year yeah yeah best of luck to you guys for sure all going down, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> lastly, we have to talk about our picks for 2019 season. Uh, we made some very. I know Ben, you had your your great run at the end of last year in the in the picks that you made. I don't know if we'll, we'll be as lucky as we were as last <laughs> this year. Um, I'm sure you know. Sometimes the two teams can throw a little wrench into it, but. Um, if you were to, uh, who is going to be your team? And it's a new, it's our new poll, although also to at the front page of arenafan.com. Ben, who do you think will have the best record in 2019? I am going to go with Atlantic City. That's how confident I am. Whoa! Yeah. Did not see, I actually did not see that coming. <laughs> That's how confident I am in this team. I think they're going to be amazing. Wow. Yeah. Is it, I guess it's, you know, I said, and I I actually agree that I don't think that Atlantic City is your typical expansion club in any way, shape, or form. In any way, shape, or form. Um, John, who do you think will have the most wins? Oh, man, that's so tough. Atlantic City is looking nice. I'm going to go with the Albany Empire. Okay. As am I. As am I. I'm I'm going with Albany also. Um, I I think it's going to be a tight three-team race at the top um i'm looking at albany atlantic city and philadelphia yeah for sure um but obviously we could be completely wrong uh <laughs> john who is which team do you think will have the least amount of wins in 2019 mm. <laughs> baltimore brigade really wow actually, okay yeah. I, actually ben I'm, i would have I, said I, columbus I'm, was the i mean i actually am in the same boat i'm thinking really? I, I think yeah i think baltimore too they at least have Shane Boyd. And they have Joe Hills, but this doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to equal wins. No, but, you know. Something ah, about wow, the team. Okay. I'm sure they picked up some players late, but st- I just don't know. Yeah, Look, definitely I don't... earlier in the offseason it looked bleak over there. But I think, I think they're going to be similar 
not you know not the same caliber as last year necessarily, but I think even with Shane Boyd, they're better than Columbus. I I just I would put Columbus I would put Columbus second to last. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm with you though. You know, Ben and Tim, Columbus is not especially offensively, like we said a little bit earlier. So Ben, you're saying Columbus is your is your last pick? Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, since I, Nostradamus is any indication, you know, yeah, since, since I mentioned, write that down. Yes, I know. Don't worry. We'll remember the date. Okay, good. April 24th, 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say this year that, uh, with the, with the 12 games, uh, no team is going to win more than nine. I agree. (laughs) I agree. John. Yeah, I agree too. That's, that's really pushing it going, going for 10 wins. I'm with you. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) We, we have been so wrong before in the past, but... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. True. Here's the big choice, guys. Who will be meeting in Arena Bowl 32? And if you want to say who's going to host, say who's going to host. But, Ben, we will go with you first. Who's going to be in Arena Bowl 32? I believe it will be Albany versus Atlantic City. And I don't want to contradict myself because I basically have to say Atlantic City would be hosting because <laughs> because of the better record. So... I, I think that that would be the case, right? Oh, Based well, on the rules currently, they have the same record, and uh, Atlantic that's, City would win head to head. That's true, but I'm just I'm going to stick to my guns and say Atlantic City will host. Okay, John. Uh, the Washington Valor and Atlantic City with Atlantic City hosting. Holy crap! You're doing it to Albany again. <laughs> They're going to get upset. <laughs> wow. I love it. Oh, that's they did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, I think um, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Albany and Philly. Interesting picks. I think I'm going to go Albany, Philly. Um, I'd love to see an arena bowl at Albany. I know that would be just <laughs> the best. I would love to see. I would love to see Baltimore versus Washington. And Washington has the worst record. Um, and beats the tiebreaker, so technically they should host, but they can't, so they have to host it at Baltimore's <laughs> arena. I th- I don't know how that would ever happen, but like I would love to see that. You're, you're just, God, your your predictions, man. I don't know where you come up with those things. Uh, I don't know where you come up with them, man. <laughs> <laughs> Want to remind everybody that we are on social media. There are multiple places where you can follow us. Probably the best two places is over at uh, Facebook. And over at Twitter, those are at slash arena fan. Don't forget you can also follow us over at Instagram too. That is uh, at uh, arena fan also. Uh, and if you want to listen to any of our his- historical podcasts, uh, you can go over to SoundCloud and listen to the last three shows, or you can go over to uh, iTunes, Google Play Music, or um, what, did I, what am I forgetting? Uh, Spotify. 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 Spotify for the rest of our shows so guys the season's upon us man yeah yeet it's about time it is and i'm really looking forward to it i know each of us have a very hectic schedule for the next four weeks yeah especially with with our travel that we're going to be doing um but we will let everybody know what we're doing going forward over the next couple of shows just to remind you, because we are looking forward to meeting a lot of you. Ben, I know you are you have something in that brain of yours that what you want to shoot this year, and I'm really, and I'm sure John will agree <laughs> with me, 
we're really oh, looking I forward I to the next know. version of uh, a 50-yard dash. I, I, I'm just going to leave a little teaser here. Okay. This season, we may be keeping up with the Jones. Oh. Mm, so just a thought there. Just ah. down in the back of your head. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you haven't gotten tickets already for any of your games, please do so. You know, go and support this league uh, as you can. Especially, you know, for you fans in Atlantic City and Columbus, I am really hyped to see games in those two cities and see how well the Arena Football League uh, is what is represented by by fans uh, across the country. Um, so, so stay tuned to uh, to our social media for any breaking news. And if, again, any comments, questions, concerns, please email me at tim.caparatarinafan.com. And please put the subject title of Ben and John. Um, Virus. <laughs> Do not click. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I will see both of you this weekend as we head to the Empire State to start off the season right. So and have safe trip, boys. I will, I will see you very soon. So for everybody here at AFL tonight, for Ben Fraternale, for John Stark, I'm Tim Capper. Watch the rebound off the net.